0: I want to start out with this strange question coming from both of us as pastors. Do you ever feel like Christianity isn't working? Strange question, right? Do you ever feel like being a Christian just isn't working? Do you ever feel like you try to do everything right? You help in so many ways Not only the people, but the church. You do all those things. You pray. You read the Bible. You go to those Bible studies, even when you're tired. You come to church on Sunday. And then even though you feel burned out by the busyness of life, you also end up feeling burned out by the busyness of being a Christian and being part of the church. And do you ever wonder why your prayers are not being answered or perhaps why you lost the job why your marriage went and failed why you lost that dear loved one who fought so hard through the cancer battle is there a better way you wonder that often Now, you know me by now to know I don't dwell on negative too often because I don't think that's the way God wants me to go. But I thought I had found the better way. I'm going to tell you about that. Serving as the pastor of a small Baptist church. My family and I were totally absorbed in the everyday ministry of Preakness. From the time we arrived, we were involved in youth ministry. That's my passion. We were doing all the Bible schools. And back then, there were two weeks at a time. God bless whoever started that. We were in choirs. We were in musicals. We went to the Bible studies. We were part of the missions. We did all the potluck dinners. We were in the couple activities. We did the office work, we cleaned behind the scenes. And that's just a few things. We took the garbage out. We we were so engrossed in the ministry of Preakness. And personally, I thought I was always doing the right thing. But slowly, in spite of all that, friends, my marriage was collapsing. My marriage was collapsing. And then after I went through the appendix cancer, that was the end. And somewhere in the midst of a better way, I lost sight of what might be needed or necessary. I was slowly burning out at times. And although I felt fulfilled serving the Lord, and I will tell you that, I always felt that, I personally at times was hurting and depleted. Yet strangely, during that time, I kept thinking this was the better way. But what was the way? But what was the way, when you think about it? Scripture does tell us that. And although this passage that we're going to show is used very often at a celebration or memorial service to comfort those that have lost a loved one, in reading it a few times this re- week i realized it has more meaning for the living than just a few verses at a com- at a funeral for comfort so we're going to look right now at john 14 1-6 and i know that you know this it says do not let your hearts be troubled trust in god trust also in me there is more than enough room in my father's home If this were not so, would I have told you that I am going to prepare a place for you? When everything is ready, I will come and get you so that you will always be where I am. And you know the way to where I am going. No, we don't know, Lord, Thomas said. We have no idea where you're going, so how can we know the way? And Jesus told them, I am the way. The truth and the life, no one can come to the Father except through me. Now, most of you have heard that before. Have you heard that? Raise your hand if you've heard that. Of course, you have. And so often, friends, we have been so concerned and tried to the best of our ability to follow those scriptures of the way, the truth, and the life, doing things the right way to the best of our ability that we miss part of what that message was and is today we miss that the life that jesus led and taught us that was the way it was the way that jesus did things we're so quick as we go into the world to talk about jesus our words we're constantly talking about we're a christian we're constantly talking about that you know we know the way we want to tell you about the scripture that sadly, in our life, we miss out sometimes on showing his way, in the way we talk, but also in the way we act and react in life. And we tend to build walls through life. And because we're always talking about Jesus, but others can't maybe see Jesus in the way that we actually are living his way, we actually turn people off sometimes. We actually do. Now, I'm not saying it's not important to know the truth of Jesus because that is really the basis of Scripture. Why he came, he set us free from our sin, and we know where we're going someday with him eternally. That is important, most important. Yet if we miss living his way and impacting our world and even in our own lives, like he did 2,000 years ago, we're going to, if we miss that, we're going to miss a lot. And sadly, no prayers, no worship experience or service can bring that all together. You need to follow his way, not just his truth, and the, but the way he lived his life. Can you think about the first early Christian? They were called the people of the way. That's what they were called, the people of the way. So think about them. They didn't have all the hustle and bustle of keeping up a church building or being part of you know, Bible studies and all that. They were a family. They worked together. They were the small church. They were spirit-filled. They were Jesus-loving because they were watching just how to live. They were demon-crushing. They were self-sacrificing. They were called the world-changers. And it changed the world even today. Their goal was not just the right theology or their strong morality, but was to live and love like Jesus. To live and love like Jesus. I thought about an example that I remembered of how you could live and love like Jesus. For many years, I attended youth ministry mission trips. We went with group out of Colorado, and I did about 18 of them. And I always had the privilege of attending with maybe 15 or 20 of our youth and adults, sometimes even 40, and we'd go into the East Coast area. We did Canada a couple times, too. And we would go into the homes of elderly and disabled, and we would rebuild their homes and do things for them that they couldn't afford to do. We would use our own money to pay for the trip. We would stay in schools. We would eat cafeteria food for a week, which I thought was really being self-sacrificing. And we would live on the floor with arrow beds, another area. But we would do that, and we were told by group that the most important thing we could do was to go into these homes of the residents And be the hands and feet of Jesus not just always talk about being Jesus but to go in there and show the way of Jesus that was what they believed they still do that today in fact they called me this week to see if I was ready for another mission trip I have not called them back (laughs) but I have to tell you that that really made a difference for me it made me realize that It's not always our words or, oh, we need to have a Bible study. It's the way. Think about it for just a minute. Think about the way Jesus lived while he was on earth. I think it's a little different than us. Jesus was full of joy. We're full of stress. Think about it, right? Jesus didn't worry about tomorrow because scripture says we should never worry about tomorrow. We have enough problems today. And we are known as the most anxious generations in history. Jesus stopped what he was doing, where he was. He helped somebody in need. He talked to somebody that needed to have someone listen to them. And no matter how busy he was, what the goals were of his father, he did that. Sadly, today, most of us are so busy, we don't even have the eyes to see the need of somebody else right in front of us. Jesus walked wherever he went. When's the last time we've walked somewhere, right? He took his time living and loving along the way. We're always in a rush, friends, pushing for the next thing. We're always so overwhelmed with our to-do list, our schedule, aren't we? The sad thing is we are rushing to become someone we don't even sometimes like ourselves. That's really sad, but true. So when was the last time that you slowed down You enjoyed the moment, and you enjoyed those around you, and you had fun. When was the last time you had fun? When was the last time you laughed? I want to share another scripture with you. You know this one just as well. Says. No, you don't know this one. Excuse me, let me go on a little bit before I do that. I, I had, I'm going backwards with my pages. I'm getting confused. That's okay. This series, this series that we're doing is, is not only about each of you and what you could do to find a better way, but it's helped me to already start looking at that. Is it a better way to push, drive harder, achieve, Conquer, compare, schedule your life. Is it really? Think about that. I know we have all good intentions. I sure do. And think we are doing the right thing. But sometimes when we're in that mode and we keep being in that mode and we haven't laughed and we haven't smiled, we haven't taken the time to be still, There's destruction because we do that. We have unresolved hurt, insecurities, and we actually can destroy his way by the way we follow. This is an interesting one verse from Proverbs 14, 12. But it's great words of wisdom. Listen to these words. There is a path before each person that seems right but it ends in death. There is a path before each person that seems right, but it ends in death. sure makes you think, doesn't it? We think we have all the answers. We think we're going the right way. We're so busy that we miss following His way, the better way. Matthew eleven twenty eight. 28 30 is also right behind this, and I'm confident you have heard this one also. But when we feel like that, we should be reading this verse. Then Jesus said, Come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you, because I am humble and gentle at heart, and you will find rest your souls for my yoke is easy to bear and the burden I give you is light how many of you heard that verses those verses before right think about that for a minute now we know what a yoke is do you know what a yoke is it's a wooden cross piece that fastens over the neck of two animals and then attaches to a plow or a cart And its purpose is to allow the animals to work together, not go off in their own direction, but to work together. And in that case, they help each other, but they also work to accomplish what needs to be done. And so Jesus invites each of us to a better way, this way, his way, walking life with him yoked together. We're so quick to be ahead of Jesus that sometimes we forget that we are to follow his way, not our way, and to find a better life by being yoked together. Not just believing in his truth, because we do believe in his truth, but to be able to take his way into the world but into our own lives so we can have a better way. Some might wonder if Jesus truly understands what going through life here on earth really is. We know he, he went through it a few years himself. But let's face it, does he know what I'm going through? Is, was Jesus a single mom with two children and working two jobs? Was he ever up to his neck financially? Did he have a spouse that uses substance? Did he ever live with teenagers? And certainly, did he have an understanding boss? Yet I must tell you that today there is no applicable answers to share with you. Because those answers are ones you have to discover with Jesus as you take the journey of his way but I can tell you that several years ago, after being in ministry and I was still at Preakness, I made a decision to discover a better way for myself and my family and to allow God to lead me, to push me, and to quiet me sometimes when needed. He had a big job on his hands to quiet me and to keep me down. And I work with that every day, friends. I work with that every day, and I don't have the answers. I thought I did. I got married again. Who was thinking that would got work out, right? And he walked away. But he has a better way for me if I keep trying to follow his way. Every day is a new day. To learn about a better way, to be still and listen for his direction, and to change our ways to be more like his, not the ones we want. Last weekend, I wasn't here, I went to my first women's retreat that I didn't lead. Imagine that. God bless them, and they, I was trying to lead a couple times there, but I didn't lead it. And it was so neat for me to go on a women's retreat. I believe so strongly in retreating. And several times I went for a walk. It was a beautiful, beautiful area in South Jersey. I was quiet. I met new people that I didn't know. I opened my heart. And the ending when we left our burdens at the foot of the cross, we had to leave one rock one rock of something that's heavy on our hearts trying to live his way. It was wonderful. It was wonderful. It made me feel like, again, I recommitted my life to Christ, which I think we should do each day. In the next four weeks, we will look at the ways that will help us follow his way. We're going to look at the unhurried rhythms of grace unbroken fellowship with the Father, the uncluttered pursuit of God's mission, and undivided attention in the moment we're in. Friends, if you are tired of the grind, tired of stress, tired of being miserable sometimes, tired of being afraid or angry or anxious, you have too many problems, too much pain and you're trying to carry all the weight of the world on your shoulders I guarantee you the Lord has a better way with not only his amazing truth but the way he lived and he still lives yesterday today and tomorrow it's my prayer that you take this week as we prepare for this series to seek a better way to talk to the shepherd, be still, seeking his way each day, and be ready next week to find ways, his ways, to a better way. Amen. Let us pray. Father God, we thank you. We thank you that you are the way, the truth, and the life. We thank you for your truth. We thank you that you came and you died for each one of us, for all the mistakes we make. We thank you that you're there with us through the good, the bad, and the ugly. We thank you that through you we can have a better way in life, that we can look to your life here on earth and how you walked, how you loved, And that hopefully, Lord, you can change us to be more aware of your way each and every day of our lives. For we know, Lord, sometimes we have the right intentions. But sometimes the way we're going certainly is not yours. So quiet our hearts, quiet our souls, and help us to refocus to your way, a better way. Amen.